In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In today's prayer, this collect prayer, after the solemnity of the Epiphany, we, we pray, no? O God, whose only begotten Son has appeared in our very flesh, grant, we pray, that we may inwardly transform through him whom we recognize as outwardly like ourselves, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, and we say amen. But you see, this is the incarnation. He has appeared in our own very flesh. It's not that he has appeared, he has assumed our own very flesh. He has become one of us. This is incarnation, carnis, means in Latin flesh. And incarnis means to get in flesh, to, to get the flesh, no? to, to become part of flesh, to become part of us, because we are human beings. And this is very important not to miss, that we human beings are not only spirit, but also flesh, body and soul. And the body is part of our nature, is part of me. I am body and flesh no? and spirit and soul. But then it says precisely that we may be inwardly transformed, inwardly from within. For what, through, through him whom we recognize as outwardly like ourselves. There is something which uh, uh, our Lord was asking his disciples. There is something which our Lord demanded from everybody who approached to him, and is faith, faith in his divinity, that he is God made man. And this is what we have celebrated during these days, the nativity of our Lord. The, the first of January, we celebrated this maternity of God, that Mary is the mother of God, is the mother of God made man. We celebrated also the, the Holy Family on the 27th, because is, is Jesus wanted to be part of a human family, Mary and Joseph. And, and he was growing up in this, uh, surrounded no, by the care, no, by the bringing up of Mary and Joseph. They were the parents of Jesus. Mary was the mother of God Mickman, and Saint, John, Saint Joseph played the role of father of Jesus Christ. We are in this year of Saint Joseph, and this is a very important uh, year, because Saint Joseph uh, can teach us, is going to teach us so many things, and at the same time, uh, we can get so many things from him. But for this, we need to be transformed inwardly. 
We need to, to let our Lord to transform us because at the end of the day, to be Christian is precisely if God has become one of us, this means that we have to become divine. This is the divine filiation. This is the, the, the fact that if God has become the son of God, has become a man, means also that man has to become a son of God. And this is why St. Paul, St. John comment precisely this divine filiation. But what is the root of all this? The root of all this is the love of God. The love of God. Today, in the, in the first reading, we see this chapter four of the first letter of St. John, that God is love. My dear people, <clears throat> let us love one another since love comes from God and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God because God is love. God is love. And therefore, we love the others because he has loved us. The incarnation of our Lord, all the mysteries of the life of Jesus are at the end of the day, a manifestation of God's love. Because this is in fact the way in which this text of today in the first reading of the mass of, of today ends. This, we, we he says, no? God loves us, God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only son so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, which is going to be always very small, but God's love for us when he sent his son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. We are children of God, yes, but the most important thing is that God is my father. The origin of my filiation is the paternity. There are no children without parents. And therefore, the important thing is to be strong with God's love. The love of God for us. And from there, because we love God, we love the others. This is O Francis, no, in this apostolic exhortation, uh, Christ is alive. One of the things that he has insisted, and we need to go back to it many times because it's another way of considering our divine filiation, the paternity of God for each one of us. But the most important thing is God who is love. A God who is love. Focus on loving. Many times we get so much distracted because we want to do things. And we forget that the most important thing is not to do many things. The important thing is to love doing many things. We don't realize many times that precisely we are carried away for so much activity and we forget, hey, calm down, look at the eyes, look at Jesus. Don't be carried away, I have to, I have to, I have No, we have to love, focus on loving. 
Of course, we have to do many things. But the source of all this cannot be doing it because we have to, but because we want to love. We want to love with everything we do. We want to correspond to God's love. And during these days of Christmas, we see how many times, besides the joy of, of, of the nativity of our Lord, besides also the joy of the shepherds who saw no, the apparition of the angels, we see at the same time, besides, no, I mean, the, all the, the paraphernalia of the Magi who went to see you know, the newborn king of the Jews. And, but at the same time, we see the shadows, we see the problems, we see the little crosses, we see the setbacks, we see the contradictions which happen in life. Yes, God is born. Jesus Christ is born, but he is born in a manger. Poverty, detachment, abandonment, because there was no place for him in the inn. But with the affection, the love of Mary and Joseph. Yes, the shepherds were told by the vision of an angel, but the, the message was, this is the signal. You will see a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. You will see a baby. This is the newborn king of the Jews in a manger, surrounded by his mother and by the love of Joseph for his wife and, and Jesus. With Imayai, all the problems of Herod, so much that afterwards they had to run. And yes, God is love, but it's a love which is a strong, it's a love which is not just sentimental. It's a love which is not just feeling, I, if we just reduce Christmas to this, I, it's a st still an act. No? I mean, silent night, no? night of peace. Yes, but the peace is the consequence of war. No? The silence is the consequence of this struggle to reduce the noise within us, the, the noise of hatred, the noise of uh, attachments, the noise of, as I, ambition, remove all this. This entails a struggle. And this is the cost for us to follow our Lord. And why are we doing this? Because we have realized that all this is love. This is a manifestation of love. All the events of the life of Jesus are teachings for us, but also are a way of telling us you have to take up your cross daily and to follow me. You have to renounce to your life. You have to be ready to put apart everything. And this is for everybody, for all the Christians. If we are not ready to live our faith with this radicalness, radical, extreme, because we cannot just be half-hearted in following Jesus. It has to be total, you know, this, uh, this woman, Sister Claire, I, I have told you several times about this reverend sister who became sister and she died in the year 2016 or 17, 16. And she was saying, well, it's a long story, but at the end of the day it was or all or nothing. And Jesus is asking all, everything, because he's God and he has the right. 
the apostles in today's gospel also we see how our Lord was telling them, you give them to eat the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. And, and they were saying 200 denarii. 200 denarii was a lot of money. And then it's not enough to give food to all this crowd. And then Jesus told them, you give them to it. What do you have? And he asked them everything you have. You bring it to me. And Jesus multiplied the love and the fish. 5,000 people. So, you know, this, this is the, always the story. It happens always the same. But we need to give him everything. And he will do the rest. If you are just relying on your own love, on your own capacity of corresponding. Of course, we need to give everything. But there, there is a still a point in which we are just looking too much at ourselves. And we are not just trust, trust, trusting in God's love. So God is asking everything because God is love. is the source of love. It's a matter of loving. And when I say this, I'm saying not just as a, let me see if I feel some love. No, it's not a matter of feeling some love. It's a matter of doing acts of love. And for instance, when you don't like to pray, when you don't feel to pray, precisely this prayer is going to be worthier, is going to be an act of love than this other prayer that you felt that you were flying. It's going to be a prayer which is going to be in front of God better than all your feelings together. Sometimes we will feel things in our prayer, but most of the times we need to, to fight, we need to struggle. And this is the point. This is the act of love that God is expecting from you. And this is the all that God wants you to give him now, not in general, but here and now. When you have to keep quiet because you are upset, because you have suffered something which is wrong, because you have been, I don't know, whatever, a humiliation, or because precisely when you feel so tired and then you have to continue working or you arrive at home and you have to cook for everybody, or you have to listen to your siblings or to your parents or to whatever, when you are doing this, because I want to love you. These acts of love, this is what God, what Jesus is expecting from you. This is holiness. This is to follow Jesus. This is this inwardly transformation to have the same sentiments, feelings of Jesus Christ. Not because we feel that we are following Jesus. Acts of love, acts of self-giving here and now. If you are able to do this little by little, and then God will give you more. And it's when we advance, there is a conversion. Because at the same time, we realize it's not that I am strong, because we are not. It's not that we are able to do many things, because we are not. It's God the one who does everything through me. And he loves me. And we look at everything which happens to us from this point of view that God is love because he loves me. No matter whatever happens, he loves me. No matter. 
No matter whatever happens, God is always taking care of me. Look what Pope Francis says, no? In this apostolic exhortation, Christus did it, Christ is alive. In the number 115, 115. For him, you are, you have worth. You are not insignificant. You are important to him. For you are the work of his hands. And that is why he is concerned about you and looks to you with affection. Is my father. Trust the memory of God. His memory is not a hard disk that saves and archives all our data. The omniscience, the, the, the infinite wisdom, the infinite knowledge of God is not disconnected from his infinite love. It's not called. The love of God encompasses everything, is the perfection of everything. This is why we need to taste, you know, to savor that God is taking care of me, that he loves me. His memory is a heart filled with tender compassion, one that finds joy in deleting from us every trace of evil. He does not keep track of your failings, and he always helps you to learn something even from your mistakes, because we have mistakes. We are not just angels, we are human beings. And in this struggle, sometimes we succeed and sometimes we are defeated. But this is why we, we begin again, and then, we, we start afresh many times in our lives. Christian life is not just to become sinless, impolluted without sin, because we are sinners, and it's a fact. If you get closer to Jesus, you will realize that you need God's forgiveness, which is another manifestation of God's love. All the chapter 15 of the Gospel of St. Luke the, the parable of the prodigal son, the affection, the expectations of the father of the prodigal son, that he was waiting for him. And it's a real love for the prodigal son and for the brother of the prodigal son. And he is always loving, no matter whatever happens, he always loves us. But obviously, the love of God is not separated from his justice. This is why we need to confess. We need to recognize. Confession is, I confess that I have done this wrong. When we recognize our sins, is when we are opening ourselves to God's love, to come back sincerely, truly, really. Because he is love, but we cannot deny him. We cannot deny his love, his justice, his mercy. And we confess and we uh, recognize our sins when we see this is wrong. And what are you going to do? Come back. God is waiting for me. God is always waiting for us. It's, it's, it's affection, it's love.
God is love. And as a consequence of this awareness that God loves me, then I adore him. We adore God. Do you realize that the most important thing we have to do is to remain always with God, no matter whatever happens? You know, we are still 5th of January, 2021. Happy New Year, by the way, I didn't say anything. But you know, this, this, this year, I, maybe you have thought about it, you have pray about it, what I'm going to do in this year, 2021. Many things, professionally, socially, whatever, fine. But I will recommend you only one thing, that is to be always with God. And how are you going to do this? Starting being always in a state of grace, struggling to be always in a state of grace. This is the very first requirement for us to savior, to, to, to taste, you know, I mean, to appreciate, to contemplate God's love sincerely, really and truly. We need to pray. We need to realize, am I with God, with body and soul? Is the Holy Spirit dueling in my soul like in a temple? Am I with God? Ask our Lord now, looking at him in the tabernacle, am I with you here and now? In my soul, in a state of grace, because I don't have any conscience of having offended you. This is the most important thing for this year and for all of us. But this year, let us try it. Don't try it, let us, let us do it. And if it, for whatever reasons, we separate from God, what are we going to do? Come back the very same day is possible, if not the following day. But don't wait, well, no. And don't abandon prayer, even if you are separated from God. Keep praying. Prayer is always fruitful. Prayer is always not useful. It's always, it's, it's like, let God to enter your life and to tell you, you have to change. Let him to tell you. Because he's a father. And sometimes the fathers, the parents also have to correct. God corrects by respecting our feelings. You know, in this letter of Pope Francis about the eternal Patris Corden, no? the, with the heart of a father, there is something which, to tell you the truth, has been for me a very nice understanding. You know? I mean, it's in the last paragraph, in the, in the number seven, no? I mean, the number seven is not the last paragraph. And then the, the Pope explains that St. Joseph was called a chaste father. This, the, 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 uh, the most chaste father. And then he explains what is chastity, not just the virtue of chastity, no? I mean, the virtue of purity, but is this cleanliness, this uh, right intention, this consistency with God's love. And then the Pope explains something precisely that 
the 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 real love is is a love for freedom the parents the love of god is free of possessiveness the love of god is free uh, even to the point of allowing us to separate us from him this is why how is it possible that the prodigal son asked his father give me the inheritance that belongs to me when you will die it will belong to me now give it to me for me you have died and he left god always respects our freedom but obviously also is a power as it is explained in the in the gospel in the catechism of the catholic church freedom is a power and every power is accountable and there's a responsibility therefore if you choose wrongly your freedom if you have decided to separate yourself from god then you will see the consequences and we know he ended up taking care of swine and this is what happens, and, and nobody gave him anything to eat, not even the tusk that the, the swine were eating. He was not allowed. He was rejected by everybody. He was manipulated, he was used, and he felt empty. Not only in his stomach, because he wouldn't eat anything, but he realized he came back to his senses, and he realized about his situation. He came back to his senses. Then, the freedom, the freedom of God, who has created us free, and he only wants us freely to love him. The title is not simple, this most chaste father. It's not simply a sign of affection, but the summation of an attitude that is the opposite of possessiveness. Chastity is freedom from possessiveness in every sphere of one's life, every sphere. This is why the virtue of chastity is not the first, but is connected with this freedom to love in all the spheres. Those who don't live chastity, they are scattered, they are disintegrated. And when they try to love, they, they wrapped, no? they, they try to, to grasp no, I mean, they try to possess. But they don't possess because they don't possess themselves. Only when love is chased is truly love. A possessive love ultimately becomes dangerous. It imprisons, constricts, and makes for misery. God himself loved humanity with a chaste love, he left us free even to go astray and to set ourselves against him. The logic of love is always the logic of freedom. And Joseph knew how to love with extraordinary freedom. He never made himself the center of things. He did not think of himself, but focused instead on the lives of Mary and Jesus. This is what we ask today. We are still in Christmas. We have still uh, quite a number of days. Let us continue meditating precisely the love of Jesus for all of us. Let us look at St. Joseph and let us learn so many things from him precisely to teach us to be focused, to be centered 
in Jesus and Mary. I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.